This episode of the B3 Podcast is brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. The B3 Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. Well, it's the remake of Cougar Town. No Courtney Cox. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I have my cougar colors on, and not only is it orange, it actually... Where, 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 did, where yeah. did you get that? I bought that off the baseball team when they were having oh, a... Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've got cougar orange on. We've got special guests tonight who... Uh, we've already, Deco, how long did it take for us to be reminded that... Uh, <laughs> That Coach Dalrymple is in two of our most downloaded shows ever. Uh, I think he reminded us in like it was like a pit crew. Yeah. 4.9 seconds. Uh, I, I, asked, hadn't even, I hadn't even I taken a drink of my makers yet. I asked for clarification. I, that's it. I don't. I, he knew the answer. Though. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, we we put that information out on our on our Twitter that's page. Right. That's and, right. And uh, you know, Indy Cougar Basketball is a very active uh, Twitter account. So, well, you know, so. Not not active active, but you know they're they're on there. Yeah, yeah. You know, ran by the uh, director of basketball operations at North Davies, so Enos Bill Wagler. So Enos. <laughs> 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 well, first off, before we get to all this stuff, how are you? You all right? I, I'm good. I, I uh, yeah. I, I I'm not gonna say I'm good. I I, I feel better. Were Thank you good before? No. Well, evidently not. Okay. Um. Well, for anybody that doesn't know, I'll I'll just go ahead and broadcast it. I had a Seizure at about 2 o'clock in the morning uh, on uh, late Friday night, early Saturday morning. Uh, I think it's kind of a sleep-induced thing. Didn't really know what's going on. Wild ambulance ride. Uh, did not uh, partake in any of the sectional activities uh, Saturday. Slept through the game. <laughs> uh, wife and son came in after it was over and told me. I said, hey, send, uh, send Brent and send John a message. Went back to sleep, woke up Sunday, talked to Mullen on the phone, and uh, yeah, just you know, a wild time. Getting old sucks, so hopefully we can narrow down exactly what this thing is, yeah, get yeah. a little medication. The good news is with if it is a seizure disorder, which is what they're leaning towards, you can medicate it and you're good. So. Well, we're glad to have you back, and um, ironically, though, how many people came up to me and said, you guys were just joking on the podcast last week about <laughs> because... You know, he lost his voice the last time yeah. Barry played yeah, North Davis. Of, of all the games I broadcast this year, and I mean, think of the girls' games we did everywhere. Yeah. I, I, get, missed, I missed two games. <laughs> Buggy I get, Bowl. Yeah. I get a text that day, hey, you might want to be ready. I don't have a voice. Four minutes into the game, middle of the play, it's this. <laughs> and he throws me the, throws me the headset. And uh, so then we laughed on the podcast last week. He said, "You know what? If we get behind, I'm leaving, and you know you're taking over, and then and then you miss it. So, but anyway, glad you're doing better. Yep. Um, tonight on the show, we've got I, I I always knew him as John Mullen until I started hanging out with you, and now you're John Patrick Mullen. Yeah. To me, so yeah. Sometimes he's JPM. Yeah. There you go. I like that. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having us Cougars here tonight. Yeah, it's Cougar Town. Uh, we've got assistant coach John Mokers. I just met. John and uh, he's already bellied up to the bar tonight. He's hitting on chicks and ordering steaks. And <laughs> hey, now I, I'm Moke. I'm going to cut you off here. First of all, give us a hello, Moke. How you doing? There's only, there's only two of us at this table that together, one time beat. 
the number one ranked team in Indiana, that John Mokers. I lie correct. about everything, but am I lying about this? No, you are not lying. That is absolutely, I knew this story would come up tonight. In fact, I could go a little further. No, we don't need to go any further on that night, but let's just tell the story. <laughs> now, now listen, hey, no, this isn't WRZR. This is a uh, V3 podcast. We want the whole damn story. I am driving the van with. Uh, my team, which is very good, and uh, golf team. we're going to go play. Oh, sorry, golf team, and uh, we are going to French Lick and playing in a quad, I believe. Yep. And we are playing Bloomington North, which was the number one team in the state that evening. And I'm driving. You know, Springs Valley takes a while to get there. It's curvy and everything. And I'm looking in the rearview mirror. And I see something that Mike is doing in the mirror that is not very sanitary. And I am, oh, I'm so pissed off at him. It's not even funny. <laughs> He's wiping stuff on the back seats, and I'm going. Let's put it this, bleep, let's bleep, put it this I way. I was praying you were going to say he was jerking now, off. Now, no. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. No, no, it wasn't. It, was, it looked green to me, but I wasn't sure. And to get the snot rockets. Now, I will say. And, 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 and being at North Davies for five years and being around these guys, I can honestly tell you, when these guys run practice, they, I mean, I, I can never really remember just a tirade, a curt, you know, they just don't really do it. But I got, I got F-bombed more yeah. in one <laughs> sequence in 1996 in Peter, Aaron, from Petersburg to French League, Indiana, property. Than, I, than, I, than I ever have in my life. I've never been... I triple bogeyed the first hole because I was still. Was I, th- I thought so Mokers. He was going to cut my cut well, my so throat. Would you I have doubled at that it time, anyway? I believe at that time he was playing number four for us, and he probably beat his man that day. Probably shot like a I 40, shot a forty that day. Yeah, a forty that day. So uh, we played well. Probably shot a one fifty two as a team. Yeah, played really yep. really well and beat the number one team. Yep, and. You know, Man. after it was over, he told us he loved us, but he hated yeah. us all at the same, <laughs> time. same time. Yeah, right. so, yeah. So. Well, there you go. No, nah, good good table. So and, hey, I, was, I will also say that I probably have known, I know that I've known Mike the longest here. I didn't get a text on Saturday night. But that's because I was unconscious, oh, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me a little leeway here. Todd said if he came to the podcast tonight, he Todd's on assignment for the, the ultimate B3 team that we are. Um, but if he would have been here, I, I really think he would have brought a shovel. Yeah, you're probably after, right. After the last show, yeah. and, uh, he wanted to kill you. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, see, you can go in the archives and listen. We have this segment called Todd's let, Hockey Minute. Let, let's put it this way. <laughs> Todd, Todd only F-bombed me a third as much as Moke did back in the Todd's hockey minute never goes well. It, it, it's usually never about hockey, and it's not. It doesn't go well. But the man of the hour. We, you know, we've yep. been talking about sectional sixty-three forever and beating it to death. And, and God knows we 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 talked about everything we could. Uh, Coach Brent Dalrymple, congratulations, my man. You you uh, you're the the king of what we pretty sure is is if not in the whole state, definitely the one A sectional sixty-three. Well, thank you. It's been. Uh been a few years since we, we were able to get that done and 16 uh, sir uh, 2016 16. was the was the last time and that was without Bar Reeve that's yep. when they okay. went to uh, to 2A for a couple of years so uh, it's a big big deal for us as a as a program big deal for our community and uh, it's been a lot of some fun so far well that's awesome 
let's just jump right into it. Coming into that game, you reviewed the buggy bowl. We're, we're obviously overtime, had a chance to win it. Were, were you going in there saying we are doing this different than what we did there? I mean, what all were you gonna? What are we gonna change? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We didn't have to watch uh, a whole lot of films other than than our last game, and uh, our matchups were a lot different than they were the first game. Um, for whatever reason, we chose some different guys on different guys, and um, you know, we, we decided we didn't f defend the pick and roll and some of the handoffs and some of the things they do out top very well between uh, Hagen and uh, Madison and and, and uh, you know Caden Caden Graber, and so we really changed that aspect of our game defensively, yeah. and uh, you know, it showed. I mean, our, our kids really got after it, and to uh, to have Hagen only get seven points was a pretty big surprise even for us. That yeah. wasn't necessarily in our game plan. Yeah. Uh, he's such a good player that uh, we were we were resigned to the fact that he was going to score some points. But uh, kids really stepped up and got after it on the defensive end. And thank goodness because you know Mike mentioned he slept through the whole game. Our our team slept through the first half. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know we 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 thank goodness. Uh, with us only having nine points, that they only had 18 points right, at half, right. and we were still in the game. And um, kids really came out with some fire in the second second half, and um, decided to be who we were, and um, found a way to get it done. You you mentioned Hagen having seven points, and and they were all in the first half. Could you have dreamt in your wildest dreams you shut Hagen? When was the last time Deco Hagen was shut out in a half? You think? I mean, maybe his freshman year, yeah. possibly. But. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, Central Noble this year, maybe the second half up there, where they they were a lot like North Davies, where they had multiple, uh, you know, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, six, kids. And I, I know maybe North Davies isn't that big, but the Wilsons are certainly that long, where they just, you know, kept running dudes at him. And you could see by the end of the, end of the game, he, he was really – Exhausted just from constant movement and and, and the length and and uh, and a little frustrated yeah I think. A, little, a little frustrated so but that you know I, I mentioned that uh, to to John uh, on the phone I just I just I just think and and I, I never, I'm not going to say anybody was never properly motivated everybody always wants to play hard but but I think when the Wilson twins are 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 when they've really got to get down and get nasty they're they're two of the best perimeter defenders that I've seen. And what makes North Davies so good is now you got Britton and you've got Collins who've, who've made themselves good enough on the defensive end. Now if you if, if you get beat or, 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 or you think like somebody's going downhill or you can just switch everything. Yeah. And, and man, that is, that is, it's hard to go against. Sure. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, you know, that's the, that's tail the tape. Yeah. Is it true that Mullen just killed you in the first half? Mullen? Yeah, his lack, his lack of offense. Mullen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did a great job on, on Jalen in the first half. And, and, and you, talking about the, uh, the shot, I'm sure you've given your son shit about that three-pointer hit at the buzzer. Uh, we, Jeff Doyle and I on the broadcast laughed. There's not a lot of kids that hit that shot to be yeah. athletically enough to chase the ball down, turn, and shoot. Well, it was, it was one of those things. I think we were one for 13 in the first half, and that was the only one we hit. And uh, – so we were struggling to say the least, and uh, you know Jalen Jalen hit that big. That was a big shot was, for us. Uh, made it seven five instead of seven two, and 
Uh, and I said on the broadcast, that's just a player making a play right yeah, there. That's, that's exactly right. what it was. And just the physical ability to, to make that play was something else. What do you, are, are you calm at halftime or are you yep. – what do you say at halftime? Because, like I said, everybody that I talked to said – Nor Davis didn't make shots. They were get you got shots. I mean, sure. Drury's defense was tough. You got shots, just didn't knock them down. Did you go into halftime feeling pretty good? Or no, I, f- I felt terrible. Okay, uh, but uh, <laughs> see, it, this is the great thing about this podcast. There's no coach speak here. We, yeah. we tell the truth. No, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, but there was no ranting and raving either because we were doing what we wanted to do. Uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, we were perfect. We we were. You know, we gave up a lob right at the beginning of the game, and other than that, we we were right where we wanted to be. We just we needed to get downhill and and figure out a way to get to the rim, and uh, so we just talked about you know, fellas, you got you got 16 minutes here um, to do something that we've been trying to do all all you know for the last three or four years, and uh, you've been a part of this, and uh, you know we talked about having a why before before our game and and why are you playing and and why are you why are you going to do all this and 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 um, i just told him at halftime this is this is why you got to have a why right here and um if you care enough about who you're playing for or what you're playing for now's the time right and and uh like i say there was no raw raw speeches there was no changing uh offenses or defenses it was uh, go do what we do. Yeah, we got to turn it up, and we got we got to go be us. And yeah. and uh, from the from the moment we stepped on the floor, well, not the moment they stole the ball from us immediately, yep. and uh, made it twenty to nine. And uh, but from that moment on, uh, you could see a look in our kids that, uh, hey, he's right. Let's go. Let's at least try uh, to play as well as we can play. And it just it just went from there. You were calm and collected. How was the point guard's dad at halftime? I don't know. I didn't look over there. <laughs> I purposely sat behind the scores table, so so Dalrymple has to notice me at some point. Yeah, I got you. Uh, but honestly, there wasn't much to say in the first half. Yeah. There wasn't much to say to anybody. Right. You know, you're just waiting for the ball to go in the hole. And you know if it doesn't, then your season's over. Yeah. Uh, but I had plenty to say to the officials in the third and fourth quarter. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I did, that. And I typically don't say anything. Yeah. Because I've officiated 19 years. But Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was animated. Well, we'll get back to when I saw you after the game. But talking about that lob in the first half, because – God knows, Deco, how many points in the last 30 years does Barry have on that lob? Well, that's a funny thing. Like, talking to Brandy, he said, you know, the first time he – Played Bar Eve, it was, you know, bam, bam, back screen, back screen lob. And yep. he's like, God dang it, I'm not, you know. <laughs> never and, again. And, never again. And and, uh, and that's the reaction because I, I was watching the highlights on Channel 10 Sunday morning, and you can see you in the background. They show the lob, and you just, you just kind of threw your hands up yeah. like, like we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But uh, so you come out the second half, Wilson Twins just were absolute nails in that second yeah. half. Well, they got a uh, – Logan got a shot to go down on the wing, and – uh, then Lance started taking it to the rim, and uh, then we then we all started taking it to the rim. Then we all started running down the floor, and um, you know we, we just got energized. Yeah. And um, it, like I said, it wasn't anything that you that that we changed or that we did different. Uh, it was just uh, we started playing basketball, and I, honestly, uh, it's different when you're playing in the sectional. It's different, and you like to say it's still just a game, but man, with all that crowd, no, and, there's and no way. It, yeah, it, it's just different, and. Uh, it literally, I feel like, took our kids until the second half of that Bar game to 
to get comfortable to to do what they can do and um, I'm, I'm hoping that will carry over to this weekend. I'm, I'm sure it will. Moke, what were your perspective on, on that? How, how did you feel going into that second half? I mean, I, we just needed to do what we needed to do. I told them that we needed to be a little bit more aggressive. There's some times that we're not quite aggressive with the ball, the, especially the Wilson Twins. And I just wanted to be more aggressive because we were getting the shots that we wanted. Mm-hmm. They just weren't going down. Yeah. Um, but you said you yeah. Go ahead and get a bite to eat here. We'll we'll uh, the atmosphere. I, I I've talked to some friends that that are over in Illinois, and you know even some people around the state. And I even tweeted out you know the empty gyms you see on Twitter and pictures and and that there's not an athlete anywhere that wouldn't want to play in that atmosphere. And and I mean. Dico, you weren't there, but I know you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and uh, what just – I mean, what an atmosphere. We're lucky. We've got really good players. We've got well, really good coaches. And, and, and Brent and Moke, they, you know, they saw the picture behind them of uh, Jace Wiltshire, Darren's son with Romeo Langford. And uh, it, it, it reminded me all weekend, and I, I, I'm guessing it got, you know, better or worse Saturday night, however you look at it. But if, you know, the Bar E fans will remember that semi-state, you, you know, you, you were the opening round against yep. Morristown, and then you had Romeo and Warren yep. Central. And, I mean, the line just when you got there it was like, oh, my God. And, 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 I mean, that place was filled in, you know, 10 minutes. Yeah. And when I started seeing – when there was a line when I was taking my stuff in on Friday night, I thought, if this goes chalk, what's Saturday what's night going to be? When I got there at, let's see, game was at 7. I got there at about 5, 10 till 6, and the line was, I don't know, I, as far as you could see, standing at the door, you know. I yep. mean, the parking lot was full, and uh, so my wife actually was going to come to the game, and she saw a picture of the line. She said, to hell with it. I'm going to have to park in <laughs> Candleburg. I'm not even going to mess with this. But uh, – but what a game. I wanted to mention, you and I texted about this. Um, before, let me mention real quick, Travis Brett in Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Stop knock, knocking on wood. He's my you? agent. He is your agent. And good thing you got insurance, the way it sounds. Uh, they're at 304 JFK Avenue, 295-3129. agent for all your insurance needs. Auto, home, life, business, annuities, farm, health plans. Come on, they got everything. Don't knock on wood. Get insured. He's backed by expertise and passion, and that's Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. We texted about it, one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I'm up there in the crow's nest, and I look down after the game. John's walking up the bleachers, <laughs> looks up at, absolutely covered in sweat. I mean, he's yeah. drenched like he just <laughs> fought a heavyweight fight, and uh, some people stopped, took a picture with you, and it, the look on your face was worth, worth it all. Honestly, you know, I've spent the past 18 years with my son, dreaming, yeah. of, dreaming about it, working for it, uh, hoping it would happen, uh, and it did. And I had the North Davies football sweatshirt on for good luck because I had had that on at Edinburgh. I had had that on against Sullivan. I'm uh-huh. going to wear it again Saturday morning. So part of that was I was just overdressed. Would, I would say we're cutting the sleeves off yeah. that do anything. It's there. just a superstition thing at this point. <laughs> but, you know, here I am wearing a football sweatshirt to a, to a boys' basketball sectional championship. But, so that was part of it. But I, I ran up the bleachers. 
because that's where my mom and dad were, and uh, we decided not to get try and get dad down on the floor. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so when I saw them, I sprinted up there and. What a special! Yeah, what a so, special moment. But yeah, was, I did see you up there, and it was probably a look of relief and excitement, and um, yeah, just I just know how well, many how many days and how many nights that my son and I have have talked about it, have practiced and. And that's not to take anything away from anybody else who competed in that sectional, but I felt like Jalen Mullen deserved it, yeah. and, and I was just so thrilled that he he finally got it. And those those teammates of his, it's not Jalen Mullen's team; it's the North Davies Cougars, and those teammates of his are really good basketball players. Yeah. And so, although Jalen gets a lot of the attention, and it's real easy as a dad to talk about him, our basketball team is really really good. We talked about it last year a lot that, you know, Jalen may score eight points one game. He may score 17 one. He, he's got the ability to do what he needs to do. And and I, while it, it was almost like the other night, and Dow, you can speak to this obviously way better than I can, he may not be at all, no doubt about it, but he's that glue that if, if things are tough, which they were, big crowd, tight game, lots of pressure, he was that glue that held everything together until everybody, you know, came on. Well, there's no doubt. He's um, – everybody's got a role. Um, but he's, you know, he's our main guy that makes us go. And, uh, you know, we talked about it even Friday night in, this, in a Saturday morning's film session that, you know, Jalen is our most consistent shot maker, and we missed him a couple times on Friday night against Shoals, and we talked about that. And, Kids did a great job of finding him and setting some screens for him. He hit two great big shots. We were down 24-19. He hit a three uh, right towards the end of the third quarter. And um, then we were up. We finally got a, uh, a lead at 26-24. Uh, and he came down and hit a, a pull-up 17-foot jumper, uh, made it 28-24. And, man, that just uh, – that was one of those times that, uh, you know, really sent a message that, we're, we're getting awful close here. And yeah. so uh, Jay does whatever he needs to do. You know, he he probably passed up some shots. And um, I know he was wanting us to score in that first half, but he probably passed up some shots to, if nothing else, uh, run better offense um, that, that helped us as far as not giving the ball back to them and continue to run offense and continue to try to make some shots. And uh, whatever we need, whatever we need, he, he does it. And... Uh, he can do it. So it's just like Barreve last year. If things aren't going well, when you've got somebody at the helm like Barreve had with Bryson last year, things are probably going to be okay. You're going to be in it. He, and that's where, you know, they they asked me the other day, and you know, I'm not not talking about state secrets. Everybody can, you know, after last year's sectional, it was, you know, you kind of design ways to maybe get the ball out of Jalen's hands. And you know, at the same time, you gotta you gotta stay solid with everybody else because North Davies is you know with that I, I call it five guards. I mean, you know, with that lineup, they've got five dudes that can drive it, dribble it, pass six foot, it, six foot, and, six foot. And the thing with Jalen is, and 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 you know that I don't. It's not a knock. It's it's a great. It's I think it's the best compliment that you can make is Jalen's always going to make the right basketball play, always. And and and, and, and sometimes. Does he sacrifice scoring to make the absolute right play? I think so, but that's just – and I don't know if that's, uh, you know, him and him and dad at JBA when he's six years old and just talking about things. But, but you know, I, I don't know what his assist-to-turnover ratio is. I, I don't I – About don't, three to one. I mean, it, listen, 
he's 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 one. This is gonna sound dumb. He might be the best high school dribbler I've seen in this oh, area. I, 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 and and I've said that before. And, and it, you I say things that sound stupid. You, I, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've told Dow, Dow and John that before. I think Hagen Nepp is the best layup maker that I've ever seen in this area. Everybody's, what do you mean layup maker? I'm just talking when you get around the rim and you're crafty. Jalen made a move uh, against Shoals to get a three-point play, I think, you know, uh, Friday night, a behind the back. And it was just like, it was it was jaw dropping, and I watched this kid do ball handling drills every day in practice for yeah. two years. He he's 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 a phenomenal dribbler. His IQ is 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 unmatched. And when you go into a game and you basically know you're going to get more shots than the other team, because you're not going to give away right. freebies, yep. and it's yep. never going to be live ball. Right. It's it's hardly ever going to happen, dude. That's a you're ahead to start the game with a guy like that. Yeah, for sure. Before we move on to this week, talk about the Bar-Eve seniors and, and, you know, what a great class that was going through. And, and of course, Caden and, and, and Hagen, and, but, you know, all of them um, wrap up a pretty damn good career. Well, and, and that's where you go back to junior high basketball, Johnny, and I, we've talked about this a lot. You know, everybody's seen this storm, this sectional storm coming, you know, for five years, six years. And you knew, you knew Peyton, you know, had some mates over at Ligoti, and they were going to be good. And obviously, Bari, you know, last year, we got a 6-9 uh, lottery ticket. That was nice. But even before that, you had 6-8. You had, six, eight. You had, you know, and, you, 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 and then you had Hagen's class. And then, you know, you see what, what Brent's kids did, and you knew about the Wilsons. And you're like, you know, here comes North Davies. And then the IHSAA decides, hey, guess what? We're going to take all these young studs that we've been seeing at Orleans, and we're going to throw them your way too. <laughs> yeah. And so, so like Saturday night, it's Friday night. The crowd may have been a surprise to some people. It wasn't a surprise to me because I've seen it coming for, yeah, for, right. for years. I, and uh, yeah, I, I, it's 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 not it, it's not shocking. Watching Hagen's going to be fun at Grace, and there's going to be yeah. some schools well, wishing yeah, they would have. No, yeah, but back to the seniors. Uh, hey, they they for for. Basic, you know, Caden kind of cracked the lineup about half the way, halfway through last year. Hagen has always played, and we, we we had an old team, but a but a, but a team with kids that really didn't have a ton of varsity experience. And the one thing I've said is is I do believe that it was an overachieving season. Um, I think a lot of the teams that we had to give the the return games to. Because you know when we would want him with Kurt Hope, sure. Now we got to give him back right, with, with right. the JV Thank from you. last year. So you know, I think if we would have played a normal Bar Reef schedule, you know, you you lose two or three less games. But you know, H Hagen's the hardest worker that I've ever had in a gym. Yeah. I mean, period in the story. And and one night is not going to stop him. I know he went in and did his workout this weekend. He's getting ready for the HBCA All Star game. He's getting ready to go to college, and that's just that's how that dude's wired. And. He's infectious, and I and I hope, I hope just for people you know that remain and people down in the grades that get to watch him. I I hope he's the one they emulate because yeah. if they do, we're going to be good for a long time. I, I, I think I've said this probably been a year. The first time I saw him when we first we hadn't been in town for just a couple months. Sam was thinking about playing basketball. We went to that super hoops <laughs> in the summer, and I, I watch him walk out there. You know, very unassuming, whatever. And then once that game started, I remember calling my brother and said, I've never seen a kid shoot since. And I know, I said, I know this sounds stupid. I've not seen a kid, a person shoot from angles 
since Larry Bird, like this kid <laughs> does in eighth grade. He might shoot one from his hip sideways, or but you know. Well, and, and I'll I'll lead Johnny into this, and we we had this saying years and years ago, and all we would say is is we would just say that's so Hagen, yeah, that's so Hagen, Johnny. Explain that so Hagen well, to the masses that may not understand you know, it. <laughs> and, and Hagen Neb, um, he's he's just he's just so hard to defend because he's because he's different. And what I mean by that is he's, he's unorthodox and he uh, he's quirky, yeah. but he's a killer on the court. And yeah. I know that everyone is going to remember his last game and it not going well offensively. Uh, and our defense had a lot to do with that, yeah, absolutely. obviously. But, absolutely. Uh, I, I've talked about Hagen Nepp's defense, too. Mm-hmm. And and people forget that there was a game the night before, and he was in charge of guarding number 12 for Orleans. And he <laughs> shut that kid down. Shut him down. And number 12 like had 32 I said points. He, would. he had 32 yeah. points three yep. nights ago, uh, earlier against Ligoti. So, uh, while Hagen Nepp didn't have the offensive game he wanted to have Saturday night in his last game, he – he was still a shutdown defender. Yeah. Uh, and he guarded Jalen and the rest of the Cougars really well Saturday yeah. night. So, uh, as far as that's so Hagen, I mean, it's like, you know, if you growing up, you know, Jalen, whatever channel that was on, it was that's so Raven, right? It, it kind of sounds similar, <laughs> but um, that's so Hagen. It just basically means that he does things that, 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 that come across as awkward. But yeah. they're effective, right? And he just got the job done in a lot of different. So what ways. you're saying is, I've got a really good eye for basketball. What's talent. that? You, you're you, saying you I've got, got a, a good eye for basketball. You've got a, a very talent. good eye for basketball. Yeah. But uh, Hagen Nepp's got a lot of future success ahead of him. I've said this. Let's before we go to next week, talk about that damn Shoals game. Those kids beat the living shit out of you guys and made it pretty tough. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, on Hagen, it took me a couple years to believe that he could hit that. 18-foot pull-up going left when he's left-handed. Um, that's kind of what you're talking about, the the different different ways he's he's able to release the ball from different angles. Uh, I know he's probably the hardest-working guy you've ever seen to develop that shot. Yeah. Uh, left-hander going left. I mean, a left-hander, a right-hander usually goes left because it's an easier shot. A left-hander would go right uh, because it's an easier it's, it works better with your body. Right. And uh, for Hagen to develop that, he, I mean, he was absolute money if he got to that spot. You did a so. good job of perpendicular guarding him. Right. Not look good. And, and if, let's just say for some reason you'd never seen Hagen net play basketball and the first game you saw him was Orleans, how many times did he do it that night against well, Orleans? And, yeah. and, but that's, I'll, I'll maybe frame this a little more easily, Dow. Did you guys. You, you, you really have to know the spots, the areas yeah. that he. That, how he, much did you guys talk about? Man, we know right here at this elbow, or well, right. We, and, 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 we drew not, a circle. Okay, yeah. We drew I a mean, circle on, on, on that <laughs> spot. That, but that, yeah, to my point. That, if, and that, uh, if you didn't know it, he right. did it so many times the night before. Well, and, that, and that's where ba- modern basketball tells you that that is by far the, um, you know, the 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 least effective. You know, lowest percentage shot that there is the long two. Yeah. And I know you guys probably have the huddle assist, and I can't remember what it was, but 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 Hagen, you know, in that in that elbow mid range game, when he was open, shot I, I forget what it was, like seventy one percent. Wow. I mean, th- those were and, and if he takes and that's unorthodox, and you're not you're not going to see that left, anymore. He's going to make it. Yeah. He's going to make it. But that's the <laughs> draw circles on, and that's and and that's. That's yeah. just years and years of watching him and, and knowing, 
most people in that mid-range area, and that's that's what man. When Jalen would get there, it's like he's going to go from the mid-range to the rim in like point two seconds. Yeah. And I think most people just think, hey, and that's just that's not how he was wired. Right. Yeah. But the, speaking of Shoals, um, that, that that didn't surprise us. Right. Um, you know, I, I told my wife walking out of the, walking out of the house, don't don't expect we're not going don't, don't expect twenty tonight. And, you know, she hit me with I, I never do. You know, with you and uh, understand that uh, you know it's going to be a close game. But <clears throat> there were times in there that game was a little bit disappointing because there were times in there, especially in the the start of third quarter where we got up nineteen, and I felt we should have handled it. But because of Schultz's physicalness and um, just never quit, uh, Coach Abel and I are, are really good friends and. Uh, he, he does a great job of just the motivation yeah. uh, of those kids, and they know what they have, right. and they know they have to uh, to play like they do defensively. And, and like he said, there, there's nothing wrong with the way they play. Nope. They, they just get after you. and, and um, They were going to use their fouls. That's I mean, right. They were good. They, and they you did a great them, job. You might as well of, use them. Right? Fouling us on the ground a few times and, and yeah. those types of things. So uh, it wasn't a surprise, and hats off to Shoals for battling, and uh, our kids kind of just hung on and, we were up. We were up way too much for them to make a, a, a comeback there. Yeah. But, um, you know, great you, game. And you had to win. I mean, you you, do, you don't get style points. And, and once I went back and looked at film, it, it wasn't that bad. No. You know, it wasn't that bad. We uh, we just they, they kept us from a lot of opportunities with with fouling us on the ground and and different things like that. And uh, but I was, again, I was proud of our defense and. Um, that's that's what it takes to win championships. I was surprised, and Jeff Doyle and I talked about it on the on the pregame show, that you know you went through a time. You talked about it. Uh, I forget what game it was that that you were. You had what two or three games there in the thirties, and yeah. we talked about it on here. Or Davis got to start scoring points because you're keeping everybody in the game when you're yep. in thirties and forties. Yep. I was surprised when I looked. You only averaged two points less on the season what Barib did. I think you were at 51 and change. They were 53 and change. Um, I, that that surprised me because you know how you get in those those mindsets. North Davis can't score. North Davis yeah. can't score. You could. You just had a rough period. Well, we there. went through some <clears throat> we went through some changes. We always used the Linton Barib weekend as the final. Uh, exam if you will of who we are and we've got six weeks to be this and that Linton Bar Reeve weekend the Linton game was one of the weirdest games I've, I've been a part of is 24-23 and uh, never would assume that but then the next night we turn around and uh, we shot 27 threes against Bar Reeve and we hit nine of them yeah but we we shot two free throws or three free throws and man it, it was just so unbalanced it's kind of like in football the the runs versus the passing. Yeah, and, right. Uh, we were passing way more than we were running, and uh, you know, we we changed. We changed after that weekend. We made a purposeful change uh, to start throwing the ball inside and to start posting and change our offense a little bit. And we went from shooting 27 threes against Barreve to probably the next three or four games we didn't shoot 27 threes at all, total. And yeah. and that that hurt us. Um, but we had to see. We changed our we changed our starting lineup. We put the big kid inside, uh, Brendan Stickles, and uh, we had to see uh, a balance. And, and so we went way too far the other way. And so then 
once we got through those three games, which, you know, those were Orleans and Bloomfield was two of those three. North Knox, uh, an excellent defensive team that we went through. So we didn't score very many points, um, but I, I, I think we, we found out where we wanted to be right. with, within that three or four week period. Uh, and then now we've kind of compromised and we're a little bit of the Bar-Eve game and now we're a little bit of that three-week period where we tried to, to post up and uh, do it that way. So, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a regular season and a long season for a reason. You, sometimes you have to use that all the way, yeah. literally, to the last game of the year uh, to get yourself ready for the sectional, and that's, that's pretty much what we did. Yeah. Um. I keep trying to move on, but I can't. Um, <laughs> Todd had one of his wise words I thought was great when we were talking about the sectional two or three weeks ago, and he said, it's going to come down. You know Hagen's going to play well. You know Jalen's going to play well. You know Peyton's going to play. It's who that that third guy, you know, that, that does something. I thought Stickles came in when Collins got in foul trouble. Um, I thought he came in did a good job defensively. Um, Collins and Britton, you know, they were just really solid. You you were solid as a unit, and, that, and I think that's that's kind of – Well, I talked to, to John and John both today about uh, not many teams get get a lot bigger when they sub their sixth man in. Yeah, right, know? right. Uh, we, we, we become a different team when we sub 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six Stickles in for 5'10", Marcus Britton, you know, and uh, – we become a different team, yeah. and, and we're able to guard different people. We're able to send uh, Logan or Lance to, to guards instead of forwards and let, let Brendan control the inside. And, um, you know, again, it, it, it is about those one or two good players that, that get you things, but you, you can't do it with, yeah. by yourself. And, uh, you know, you, you got to have those role players. you got to have those kids that will really step in and, and, and do things that – not everybody does. Did you watch Lagodi Orleans? Were you there that night? Yes. Yeah. Were you shocked at, at the way that went? Um, no, because I mean, I, I thought Lagodi would win, uh, but I've coached against Tom Bradley ever since I've been here, and heck no, you know. I yeah. mean, uh, he has his kids play the right way, and um, you know, I, if you'd have told me the way Lagodi started, yeah, um, <laughs> they looked little, as good as any yeah. team in the state. They really for, did, yeah. and, and Orleans. That, give credit to Orleans for not panicking and 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 just continuing again playing their game. And they just couldn't do it two games in a row, especially yeah. coming, going against. Too Barry. Yeah, they're just too young to do it. But yeah, you they're know, they're going to be they're going to be go. really hard to handle, yeah. and that's where. Uh, <laughs> You know, you know, I got the principal right up the hall who thinks it's awesome to be on the uh, board of directors. So, you know, hey, Doyle, let's uh, yeah, right. <laughs> get them yeah. back to their own county. Well, I you know? got you. <laughs> you know, both, both Bar-Reeve or Davis games this year, um, somebody's ass couldn't come to work, so I had to broadcast <laughs> the game. So I didn't get to watch, my, you know, my biggest – tweet ever is of him breaking that clipboard at Lagoni. And so I did your Yeah, main, we're moving the tables yeah, apart after this. Your main job is, is to lasso him, right? Yeah. Like somebody on Yellowstone. You're talking about a guy who has more technicals in a JV game for me when I was coaching JV. That's than correct. I got. That's correct. I mean, I would be sitting 
in a close game, and all of a sudden <laughs> we're shooting. Or the other team's shooting free throws, and I don't know why. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it's really. My tough. point is, I haven't been able to monitor Dallas. <laughs> I feel though what I've seen. I feel he's. This is a new, calmer, more gentle Dow. Am, am I, Moke, am I right? Or? Well, uh, well uh, yeah. Uh, to, to be honest with you, I think I've only been uh, told to shut up one time this year. Oh, that that's is a record. <laughs> you did. That is a record. You did tell me it was easier to talk to me this year the other day. I, I did. I mean, we have been on the same length all year long. Yeah, we We've have. talked calmly and uh, <laughs> we had one bad day at practice when I wanted to change something, but I really didn't. And uh, yeah, he just, we've been able to uh, communicate really, really well this year, but I know. So is this a kindler, gentler uh, dad? Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's a new man. Uh, he's seen the light and uh fantastic guy but uh yeah he's calmed down a little bit oh okay and when we were at orleans i was told not to say anything to one official so i have calmed down and not hardly said anything to the officials <laughs> so yeah he's a kinder man these days uh, well okay so i was right Thanks, again uh, my my eye, you know, it's it's keen pretty, eye. Yeah. It, it is a keen eye. I thought, but, it, but if I got a technical for all on him, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, would not be good. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be good. I uh, disagree with me if I'm wrong, please. I, I thought the officiating in in that packed arena and that tight atmosphere, I thought it was pretty good, really. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. To be honest with you. I, I heard that the uh, the broadcast on WWBL the first half didn't agree. That that's just what I heard. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the only one that maybe is questionable is the intentional foul. I couldn't Man, see, I, that was. I couldn't see that. Jeff and I were blocked, Ugh. and I, I honestly couldn't see what happened. I've, I've never seen an intentional foul called on a straight baseline 15 foot drive, but especially from a veteran official. Yeah, it, I completely happened, got blocked out. I couldn't see it. So. I, I don't. We don't feel like that that happened, but overall, it's a really good officiate game. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All the whole tournament. Yeah. We talked about it forever. Is there anything you want to wrap up sectional sixty three? We've talked it to death. I, I I just hope, and I I know with the it's not lingering anywhere, right? But it's you know I remember it here. You know the two A thing lingers whether you're advancing or not, and I I just I I hope I hope. And I heard Brent say this the other night. We're community schools, we're small towns, and we're one A schools. We're, that's it. That's the story. And I, I hope I, I don't. Nobody in of sound mind would want to break up what we just had right. last week. So okay, so I'm I'm not privy to all this. I've seen some tweets on enrollment. Explain what explain what you're talking about. Yeah, the IHSAA uh, released their um, enrollment numbers this week. There's 404 schools, and I, you know, one thing I saw had the Cougs at 299. One thing I saw had them at 301, and now it's how do you divide those 404 schools? And um, two classes would be well, one way. Two classes, three classes. Set. I, I. My my favorite idea. My number. My threshold's higher. I think every. Every school in the state under 400 students should be a 1A school, and I think you know, you know, 400 to 700. That's your 2A, and yeah. you're you said what, 700, and, and then you're you know something like that. But I, I think four, you know, Forest Park, for example, you know, Southridge schools that may dance on that number. That's 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 one little community. That's one little, and I think 
a lot of years, North Davies and Forest Park, Bar even Southridge. You can throw those teams back and forth, and you go, man, that's going to be a it's going to be a good basketball game. And and it, we don't think one A two A. I think that's. I heard Brent say it the other night. There's so many new, small, private, almost always you know Catholic or religious, and they're and they're pushing yes, sign of the cross, and they're pushing you know. People and it, you know North Davies goes up. Well, guess what? You know I think we figured it at Bar E. We're we're probably two cycles behind it. Right. You know Lagodi, probably right along with us. So, so you're at, what? What are you two? You're uh, we're two eighty six. And I'm what's Bar E? Two fifty four. So yeah, I mean we're thirty thirty twenty five boys. Yeah. Hundred and forty boys. I mean yeah. Uh, that's that's silly. Yeah. And, it really and, is and not silly. only that, but you know North Davies is turned in their lowest enrollment in years yeah. in this so you know I, I don't know not that it's shrinking but how, how do you take somebody that's kind of stagnated and, and maybe dropping students but i all that stuff does is make my blood boil i don't even want to talk about well, it i just want to i just want to uh mention for the record that our sectional champion shirts from saturday night that we designed um they say sectional 63 champions. They don't just say sectional champions for two reasons. Number one, like we're proud it. to be in sectional 63, the gauntlet that it is. Yep. And I think it. I think that number 63 actually means even more mm-hmm. uh, than, a, than a regular sectional championship. I'm not trying to take anything away from any other sectional champion, but if you win sectional 63, I think it needs to be Absolutely. Uh, noter, noticed. And then, as Mike mentioned, if, if we move up to 2A, then we won't be in 63 anymore. So... Uh, I wanted to make sure that that was on the back of the shirt. I know Paul Nighting listens to this show. I, I have been I have been told he is a weekly listener to this show. We're going to try to get him on, and because I want to ask him a question that I've wanted to ask the commissioner, whether it was him or the, or the last one, the guy that used to manage the Braves. Um, I want to ask him if if we're going to be fair and balanced. Why does the one A team have to play their state championship at ten o'clock in the damn morning? Every year, so my wife played volleyball in class three A this year. I don't I, like. I said that's ridiculous. I, that, yeah. That's enough to get me pissy about all of this, right? So you know, that's all I've got to say about that. As far as Gump, so say. real quick, we'll let everybody take a drink and a <laughs> bite of their sidewinders while I talk about the Washington Community Concert Series. Go to WashingtonCommunityConcerts.com. Five shows for 85 bucks, or you can buy single concert tickets. And the first one's April 2nd. And, of course, that is the Women of Rock. And I know Dal likes to rock to the Pat Benatar and Hart. And there's three rotating singers that's going to be there for that. So uh, WashingtonCommunityConcerts.com. And, of course, <coughs> Deco's insurance agent, Travis Brett, and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, one agent for all your insurance needs. Stop knocking on wood. Dow's not knocking on wood. He's got a big week of preparation. So uh, did you take Monday off? How, what's your schedule this week? Yeah, we use Monday as kind of a closure of the weekend. I, I had uh, basically had celebrated with everyone except my kids. You know, <laughs> we uh, we celebrated on on the floor after the game and on the bus ride home and then at the pep session. But then I didn't see him for two days. So, yeah. um, so we kind of put a, a closure on uh, what it meant and and you know what 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 we got done and we went three for 11 in the fourth quarter and from the free throw line so we went and made 100 free throws uh, before we went home but uh you know we didn't do much then and 
Uh, Tuesday we worked on ourselves, worked on some some offense and uh, just shooting, and then uh, today and tomorrow we're going to really spend getting after Edinburgh and and uh, going over them. I've got some advanced scouting. Uh, you know, I'd like to say, uh, you know, thanks not only to, to John Mullen, who, who is relentless with what he does, but uh, we've got a lot of other guys behind the, behind the scenes. We've got Logan Wagler, uh, who has been a JV coach for us, played on the 09 team. Uh, he does scouting for us. Joey Riggins is doing some scouting for us. You know, we've got people like Trevor Riggins and Darren Loniger and Ike, Ike Wolford and um, you know, some of those guys that helps, helps us out and um, really appreciate all those guys coming in. Kendall Whitmer come, comes in and, and talks to our team and, and, and helps us out as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a busy week. We had uh, SWAC voting last night. Uh, we got this tonight. We've got something else um, Friday night. But it's a good busy. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's a good week of practice. And uh, we'll say we didn't have a great practice tonight. Uh, we, we got released from school at 1 o'clock today because of teacher in-service. And that was kind of noticeable when they came back at 1, at 3.30. So yeah. uh, not the greatest practice today. But uh, good thing is we got another one tomorrow. And uh, we'll get after it and, and be ready on Saturday. When do you, like you said, you're kind of working on yourself, free throws, different that. Do you, to, is tomorrow when you start focusing more toward Edinburgh or you do you stay on North Davis pretty much the whole time? No, we started today okay. uh, with that and, and and when I say that, that means we're going full speed for an hour and a half on the floor getting after it and you know, no holds barred and uh, we're, we'll do that the next two days. We didn't watch film today because we didn't want to take up all their time. I think there's something to be said for getting them out of there. You can't, you can't keep them for two and a half hours uh, at this point. So we'll watch film right away tomorrow. We already know them. Uh, yeah, right. Again, we've done this a lot like Bar Eve where we've gone back and looked at our film a lot. They've only played two or three games since they played us. And, you know, of course, we watched their sectional games. So we'll show them some things that we think are important. and Much uh, different than the last time you faced yeah, them? Yeah, a, a little bit. Uh, they got a couple kids that's really stepped up and started playing well that, that we're going to have to probably guard a little bit differently. And uh, their main players are their main players still. And, um, you know, they're still 6'4 and big-time athletic. And uh, – so, so in that realm, no. But, um, you know, we, we're trying to just prepare for everything. You know, yeah. we, we're putting in sideline out-of-bounds plays. We're going over uh, full-court plays. We're going over last-second stuff. We're going, uh, you know, how to foul and, and, and some of those things. So just a lot of, a lot of little things that, that come up and I've seen come up over my 22 years of coaching and um, just trying to, trying to cover all bases uh, as we get ready for Saturday. I know you said you, you didn't have your, your best practice, but do you feel like now that you've gone through the gauntlet, like like John said, and, and now you're through sectional 63, do you feel like you have your, their attention even more at this point, or, or were uh, they locked in beforehand? W well, they've always been locked in. Um, but I think some of the things I told them about the sectional that absolutely came true, um, they truly believe in their leader, and uh, – I certainly believe in them. Moke, is that you? No, it's not. Okay. Leaders. Okay. Leaders. <laughs> uh, you know, we've just, we've done this. We've done this six How times How long have you guys now. been together? 22 years. Is that right? Yeah, he, he left me. He left me for and, two years. And not only did he leave, yeah, Moke, tell Pike's us where you went. <laughs> I had an opportunity to be a varsity coach at Pike Central, so I was there for two years. Is hey, that, hey, I got out. Moke decided I'm going to go back in. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I was an assistant there for five years for Brian Wall when Adam Sykes played and stuff. Okay. And, 
the year that they did win the sectional, I believe, in 97. Yep. Uh, I, that was my first year at North Davies, so I never really – I coached all those players, but I never yeah. was on the team. And uh, that opportunity came up there to be a, uh, be, be the head man, and uh, I thought that I had to take that opportunity to, to do that. I still taught at North Davies, but okay. – um, and things worked out well, and they didn't they didn't rehire me. So uh, Al took me right back, and I wanted to come back, yeah. and it's been so fantastic, man. You, I, you've been together long enough. If he dumps you, he owes you money at uh, this point, like, I don't know about like alimony. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. to be honest with you, Are you like five a, years ago, he uh, I, I had to sign uh, my life away on a <laughs> yes, five-year contract. No, actually, it was six. And uh, I'm on the on the fifth year of that six year. Have contract. you ever done like couples therapy or uh, anything? Sometimes we need yeah. to, but uh, you know, I got one year left. I'm I'm not ashamed to uh, say that. I mean, it's been great, and this sixth time was probably the best. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm ready to get some more this weekend. Yeah, I was gonna say you get some more this weekend and over the next couple of weeks, and then uh, then we'll we'll go at it again next year. But uh, so you play Edinburgh, and then you got what Borden and Springs Valley. So did you have an assistant coach already looking at them? Yeah. I'm assuming because yeah. the you know, same day. Yeah, we 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 have those guys. Like I said, Logan Wagler and Joey Riggins, both guys played for me on on uh, semi-state teams 09 and 11 joey's our, our girls varsity coach uh i gave each one of those guys a team they've already got clips for me they they turned in a scouting report today i haven't looked at it much i think john has looked at it a little bit just to you know if there's anything we need to cover in, in practice against them we wanted to do that this week as well uh just to be prepared and, you know we're kind of at that stage where you're always looking for things to do in practice i mean we're yeah. we're pretty much who we are sure right um, so so to look ahead a little bit is not that big a deal uh you just want to make sure that you covered stuff because between games there's, what, there's no time well i was gonna say what's those hours like yeah in between though like if you win that first one like you what do you do? You mean you got a hotel room? You're you're cramming. You get the you're doing walkthroughs. Like how does that work? Well, we feel like we've we've kind of got it down to a science. That first year that we we did this, uh, the first year was just a one game regional. No one, it was just oh, a okay. one game regional. Okay. Okay. So we went all the way up to Attica and played. But uh, since then, uh, the other the other four now five uh, have been two game regional. So in in 06, uh, we won that first game and we took the kids back to North Davies and sent them out in their cars and. Uh, went and and uh, you know did our, our preparation and then tried to get them and it was a mess it was it was a flat mess trying to uh, you don't have as much time as what you think you do between right, games right, right. so since then uh, you mentioned Jeff Doyle he used to offer his parents house and we would take all the kids we'd have the food ready my wife and, and some other people do that uh, we, we stay right in Ligoti okay. because you do not have time uh, to go anywhere else and right. do anything else. Uh, and, and you need to get those kids down on a couch or in a chair ASAP and get food in them. And uh, it is a – and I've already warned the kids a little bit. You know, we went over that itinerary. Um, it's a tough day. It's, sure. it's one of the toughest days of basketball uh, that you'll ever be a part of because you – I mean, you get you got to lay it all on the line at ten o'clock. Yeah. Uh, and if you win, you got to lay it all on the line again here in about six or seven hours. And, so what would you, uh, let's just say you win at ten, you play at seven. Probably? Yeah. 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 So, so we'll go uh, this year. We my mother-in-law 
has a really nice house on, on 231 just down the road from us. So uh, my mother-in-law and, and uh, Tina have uh, got stuff ready for us, and we're going to go there between games. And, uh, you know, they'll have a great big basement to, to lounge around in, and, and we're going to go to my house and, uh, you know, look at that film and stuff that we have ready. And, and, and Dal, how, how much of that in between games and you've got, you've got Borden Springs Valley, how much of that is we have to get ready or how much of that is just maybe combining your notes and maybe validating what everybody's seeing? Yeah, I think that's all it is to it. I mean, uh, I fully trust those guys that are doing the, the, the pre-game scout or the, yeah. the head scouting. And, just, um, do you and stay it, and watch? You yeah, or, yeah uh, we'll stay and watch yeah. as coaches. Um, we'll, we'll get the kids out of there almost immediately. I right. want them to see them. But, um, you know, for us, we, we have a system, and it's just a matter of plugging in numbers. Uh, I, a lot of times I don't know kids' names because I, I can't afford to get all into that. I know numbers. Like Dico's and, golf team. <laughs> <laughs> Something like we that. We beat number one, Mo. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Coach Dalrymple doesn't know anybody's last name. I really it's don't. unreal. Like he finally knows Hagen Nepp's name. He's been number thirty-four for four years. He still only knows number ten. He really doesn't know it's Caden Graber. That's that's right. And I, I just we we have so many games. I can't afford to get into all of that. Uh, it's just a it's a it, we just plug him into our system and and, and go so. And if someone messes up a number, he'll tell you what it is right away. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. And that's number what, 10, no, 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, Deco, anything else? I think that's pretty uh, awesome. I want to move on well, to, no, yeah, I, I, we're uh, done with these guys. No, not with these I, guys, but on, Coug, on Coug's this weekend. By, Coug, Coug's by 15 in the morning. Oh, Coug's, Coug's oh by goodness. 9 at night. Okay, I they're, like it. They're, I'm not going to tell you who they're playing at night, but they're – they're, they're nine nine at night in a in a higher scoring than usual affair. I like it. I yeah, okay. <laughs> We're on the same page now. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. That was that was pretty much where I was going. And uh, uh, I'm sure John Patrick Mullen wants to make a prediction. <laughs> Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I made my prediction the last show, and it worked out. You know. It didn't work out the first time, right? The buggy bowl? Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, But it worked out for the second. I'm on a roll. College basketball, I'm not doing so good. High school basketball, I am on a roll. I said Barry was going to – had no problem with Orleans. No question about it. And – but I well, I shouldn't say that. I did. I thought I thought Barry was playing too well. I, I thought Barry was going to win. But you guys are going to roll. You got through this. You get, and then you're going to have an easy, even easier time next weekend. Mark my words. Write it down, because <laughs> oh we all know, I know we're at a comedy we, show. We all know who we're going to play next weekend, and they ain't going to beat you. <laughs> Yeah. I don't I mean I've apologized to this town once. I'm not going to have to do it again um, because it never worked. I hear about it all the time. <laughs> Listen to the, go back in the archives. Go back in the archives and find out what I say and and I apologize when I'm wrong, but it ain't going to happen again. Our our our, our listenership in Green <laughs> County went up 141%. You wouldn't believe how many people started following the B3 podcast on Twitter out of Green County. Yeah. After some of my comments. And listen, again, I said when I was wrong, but I'm not going to be wrong twice. promise you. All right, let's, let's move on. Good luck to you guys. Thank and you. Now, let's talk about IU. Um, I, I said on the podcast a month ago, I think we're in the same old bullshit. I love Woody. You love Woody. Everybody loves Woody. We're in the same shit we're, we've been in forever. We play really good one day, really bad the next. I don't feel like they're getting better. 
and uh, tell tell me I'm wrong. I'm you know I'm just at the point now where I'm I'm apathetic. It's a great fade bet for me, uh, as I like to do a little DraftKings and and uh, dip into the account and bet against them every single time. It's that's the DeCourcy hedge, and and if they lose, I don't get frustrated. I make a little money. If they win, well, it's a it's an it's a peace offering to. You they're, know, the basketball guys. They're getting a point and a half tomorrow to God. Michigan. Take your kids' college. Thank take you. Take the deed on the farm and bet on the Wolverines. I cashed. Is it a good idea that I cashed in my 401k today? And, and any 529 account. 520, okay. Especially so. I haven't, yeah, I haven't risked my kids. I haven't risked my kids' college yet, but I'm, now that yeah. you say that, I yeah, just forgot about a, it. Not a big deal. Cash, my 401k is gone. Yeah, you can gone. roll it and cash it, and you're good. Okay. So, there you go. Yeah, you're bet, welcome. And, and, and bet that. Um, what else? Well, no, Bellarmine. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, go Before ahead. we get to Bellarmine, I want to get Dow's opinion on IU. And I know he, he, he and I, we both have the same, you know, it's the – it's what you grow up on, and it's it's in your DNA. And I recorded the Bob Knight show every Sunday morning. Yeah, and it yeah, and it's just apathy. I think is probably the word, my word. What's what? What do you think, Dad? Pro- that's probably it for me too. Because honestly, the last four or five weeks, I, I I've dropped college basketball and and just just uh, watched game film like crazy with with uh, what we're doing. So uh, now you're uh, just bragging. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, IU is uh, it'll never be like it was, and and. But, I, but I people guess still think I'm, you listen to Joe IU fan, and we're still an elite program. No, no, how, really how much not. That, how well, much of that, Dallas, do you think? Sister Jean is more uh, of a elite program right now than but, IU. But, no, just just the, the average fan in the state, you know, it, they can't tell you a set or where this screen was set or where this guy's going to cut. But I think they can look at something and, and say, that's good basketball and that's not. Yeah. There's no doubt about that, and but but what I say is never be like it used to be. You know, I every once in a while I get caught up in a rabbit hole of uh, YouTube, and and uh, yeah, the other day I watched I watched 1992 uh, IU versus Kansas or IU versus, uh. and it was you know it was Damon Bailey and Alan Henderson and um, you know uh, yeah Cheney Graham Cheney Graham and, Graham and, and um, Lefty. Uh, well, Brian Evans. Brian Evans, yeah. Those guys were all from Indiana, all, every one of them. And uh, it was it was so awesome to watch in the in the seventies and eighties and early nineties because we got we got guys that you got to know and that were from Indiana and um, we don't do that anymore. And so it's just it's just never going to be what it was against Purdue. And again, I don't want to be like this, you know, idiot that just. It's always the coach's fault. How do you not have timeouts? Yeah, that's like, like I, I, come on! It's it's you're an NBA coach. You hoard your timeouts. Dalrymple had four left, I think, Saturday night against Barry. I needed him to call some. I, no, hold on. I'm, I'm going to tell a Dow story Listen, from back when I was oh, yeah, at three. At oh, halftime, okay. no, no need to use them. At halftime, I talked to Cannon Shake. I'm like, Cannon, how are we doing on commercials? He's like, we've got like 14 minutes of commercials left because Dow won't call a timeout. There, there was a time. Yeah. I, it may have been my last year at North Davies, and we played Lagodi in the Cougar Den. And you'd have to balance out the years and figure it out. But I forget what it was. And we were, we were North Davies. We were good that year. We we were a good team, but we had a spell in the season when when we stopped scoring a little bit. And North Davies did. Or, Imagine uh, that. No, but but, <laughs> but no. Lagodi did something where like across two whole quarters, it was like a twenty-two to nothing run. Second, third quarter. <laughs> 
Zero timeouts. He was Bob Knight. <laughs> Screw him. I'm going to let him play through yeah. it, you know. Yeah. But, you can't but, bail you know, him out we, all the time, man. But, and if you look back at the score, you will go, well, there wasn't a 22-0 run. Well, yeah, we got up early. Yeah. They hit that monstrous run. We made a little bit of a run at the end, and it ended up what it ended up. But I, I, kids, I, just, I just remember that like yesterday. If our kids can't handle what we deal out in practice, then, you know, whatever, because we don't need no timeouts. <laughs> well, yeah. The best use of timeouts was Coach Bradley at Orleans against Lagodi. Yeah. I mean, he called them, and he needed to call them. Yeah. And it was a good job. You yeah, know, down there at the scorer's table at the Cougar Den, I've been known to call one or two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's I'm exactly right there on the right. floor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's if to, coach isn't going to use them, I'm just going right, to call yeah. one. Yeah, look at uh, timeout. That guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, against Purdue, it was just ridiculous. And then we, you know, try to fire up a 45 footer and get fouled rather than take the ball to the hole when well, you have plenty of time. And I, and I see you going down the list here, um, and that's you know the next topic, Bellerman, which is how but, is this a rule? Well, I, I don't understand. Well, well first this. of all, that's the so thing wild. that I like that Bellerman's doing and, and, and getting into this is is if you look at their roster, it is it is Indiana kids, it is Kentucky kids. They they, they are doing like what the University of Evansville used to do. Yeah. And and they're they're recruiting Again, this hour and a half. You wanna hear my thoughts on the University yeah, of Evansville, I'll go back in the archives. But you know, I think they're creating a team that, that this I'm not gonna say this region you can because we love Kurt, but it's like but I think, you know, it can be a great second you know, option in that. They got a Vincent's city. kid, right? Yeah, they got a Vincent's kid. They yeah, got, that kid, uh, uh, actually, I coached against him yeah. in the sectional. I believe he was a freshman yeah, then. Yeah. He's been there for so long. Uh, two, two from Memorial. I mean, they Don't just. Don't they have, a, like, a manager that's the from manager Ligoti? from Ligoti. Yeah, they've right. got a kid from Carmel, yeah. Pendleton High. I mean, they've got all these. And, that you know, they should be playing in the tournaments. It's a freaking idiotic rule. So, I didn't know this rule, uh, obviously, because I, yeah. I, I, and I, I, and I, I just, pay attention I, to And I just. Uh, Four years. Yeah, and I just kind of dusted up on it because of the USI transition. Right. Um, now, I'll tell you what, you know, Bellerman, I think, basically told Kurt was this is, it's a four-year rule right now. It's going to be a two-year rule. It's going to be half this cycle. So, basically, Bellerman will be tournament eligible next, next year. year. You think so? Yeah, and that's what they're going to do well, with a lot of – the fact that I don't know how many times the rule's probably been in place forever. How many times has someone given anybody a reason to challenge it? Possibly. Yeah. And but but, I, but there's I, so many. People. What would be the reason for that? Do you have any idea why would you would make a team wait for? Yeah, years? I had somebody send it to me last night, and and it said you know they're trying to guard against you know these these emergent schools. Stop me if you've heard this before. Gary, 21st century, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where you can essentially get grab a coach, load up on kids, and boom, you're there. But now with the transfer rules, where yeah. you can go anywhere and do anything what's at it? any time, what's th it? then yeah, you know, then why why are we holding? I think you know if if you've got the if you've got the dollars, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really thought, and I guess we've never really seen it, but I thought when the one-and-done stuff started that we would see a group of five, you know, blue-chip yeah. stars decide, you know, we're going to go to Prairie View A&M and, and yeah. we're going to make a run to the tournament. Haven't really seen that, but uh, uh, what else? Coaching vacancies, Vincent's Lincoln, Evansville Wright's jobs are open. Any thoughts there? I think Vincent's Lincoln is a sleeping giant if done correctly, and I know – They've got 
some issues and the socioeconomics of Vincennes is different now than it was 30 years ago. But I think in that sectional where they're at, if done correctly, it won't take long. Shout out to my high school basketball coach, Mike Adams, for a fantastic career. What a great career. Uh, he what a, and what a great dude. I still want to do that podcast where we get a lot of the old coaches and, and go down to KC and, and do that roundtable discussion because I have Bill Rickey's banker's <laughs> box of, of memories because we were, we were – Kicked around doing that last year, and then it never came about. But now that, that Coach Adams is retiring, it's a great time to probably yeah, do that. He, that 2015 team was – I yeah. mean, they, they were – I well, love they were, they were one possession for Man State. I love listening to those guys tell those stories of after – I think it was after they won the regional that there were so many people downtown Washington between the Tucks and the KC – Mac Petty said, I was helping bartend. I was reaching into the bottom of the cooler and pulling out like PBRs that had been in there for yeah. years, you know, because we were literally running out of beer. Uh, People were ordering well, them a case at a time. Yeah, and the Bar Eve connection, Montgomery connection is Drew Smith, who's, you know, Tyler Schultice's cousin. Tyler was the best man in his wedding. Can and, I get another? Uh, you know, whole, whole families from, from here. And, uh, Anybody else need more? Um, yeah, just – now, and now he's playing for the Miami Heat. Right. You know, it's just that that was one of the most fun teams that I've ever watched because they got in that one, two, two, and they just, they just, they, they, I, they ate I you was up. in Seymour, uh, Bill and, and Slick and a bunch of us went over to Seymour that day and they got down 15 nothing. Were you there? And, and it looked like, oh, and then, bam. I mean, they just pressed you all over the place and, and in, and then, of course, they, they had a big lead and blew it in the state championship game. And, and uh, I was in Phoenix, Arizona. On top of them, literally, we had climbed one of these mountains. Not a mountain, but a big rock. We're out there doing bullshit that I didn't want to do. But I had my phone trying to find a spot to continue to listen to that game on the radio in, in, in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, Moog, are you going to go for the Vincent's Lincoln job now that we know that you're, you know, you'll leave on a whim? You got one year left. Yeah. 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 What's uh, the buyout? <laughs> that, that would be pretty. That would Maybe be pretty your hefty. alimony would take that would, would buy you hefty. out, and, and you can uh, go. I promised my wife that I would take. She's in the process of moving us. I mean, we're on. I mean, we're moved. I'm in the rental right now. Thank you. She's right now at home trying to move, get all the stuff out of our house right now. Um, there, there's no way. I mean, I've been a part. Where are you of, moving, Moke? Otwell? No, I, I, I got a rental. <laughs> I thought that was his announcement. He's moving to Vincent. <laughs> I got a rental in Petersburg still. Uh, your hometown, by the way. Um, Raise up. <laughs> I think we're building a house in Huntingburg. I got okay, a, all right. Uh, my daughter had uh, uh, Huntingburg and North Davies. Yeah, just uh, yeah. That, that's just hop, skip, and a jump right there. <laughs> uh, I have a daughter that lives in uh, Jasper, and they have a house. I got a grandson, so we're going to try to get closer to there. And um, I don't know. It's just I've been part of a varsity or a college program for I think it's. 41 out of 42 years, and I'll be wow. double nickels tomorrow, 55. So, wow. um, I, I, I actually think I'm well round. before I think of Albert, MJ's double nickel. Albert, buy around. It's his birthday tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm probably going to, unless there's some now, you know, if Dow decides to go over there in about three years, I mean, no. I, I can say that. <laughs> no. I'm just joking about that. But I don't know who'd get divorced first. I, Maybe a tie. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I think I'm pretty much done, to be honest with you. It's been a great 
great run and i just appreciate you guys having me here no it's awesome to have you guys yep. and and we, we obviously wish you nothing but the best of luck and and uh i can't wait until next week to watch you guys play deco yeah uh regional saturday even though uh you know my bikes aren't in it you know we've got lots of cougs that listen uh weekend and it, it it's still my favorite saturday of the year it's it's a great big 10 tournament day it's a great regional day um it, I love regional Saturday, and and if you don't, if you're not coming out to JBSA, get to the Hatchet House, get the Hunting Bird Memorial. I mean, it's a, it's, well, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Love regional Cougar Saturday. Nation comes out because and the jury's out on this show, but you know we've got the guy that has produced two of the biggest shows we've yes. ever had. Hashtag facts. That's right. Coach Brent Dalrymple, John Mokris, John Patrick, Mullen. We appreciate you. All our support behind you guys. Go get them next weekend. And, Thanks for having uh, us. And you know what? If you find it in time, we'll just host you back next week. And I'll well, buy we the have food to and now. drink. It's part of the, part yeah. of the luck. Well, it's like his sweatshirt. Week. You'll That's have right. to do it again. <laughs> we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about it off air. I've got an idea. All right. For next. <laughs> All right. Tune in every day now to the B3 podcast, but especially on Thursdays for the big show. Todd's on assignment, but he'll be back next week. My man, I'm glad to see that you are back at it and will be for a long time. Slim Shady. All right. Guess back. All right. (laughs) Tune in next week for the B3 Podcast. Brino's Mom. King's Great Buys Plus. Where Tommy Lynn sells never shopped. Guilty. The B3 Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio.